Welcome to a special episode of Broadway Radio. This is James Marino. I had the pleasure of speaking with Holden Hagelberger and Mark Bruni from Trevor the Musical, which is playing at Stage 42, right in the heart of Times Square. 13-year-old Holden Hagelberger is from Sugarland, Texas, and has been cast in the role of Trevor in Trevor the Musical, following a process which included a national virtual casting call with over 1,300 submissions. Mark Bruni, the director, has 16 Broadway credits. The most recent was his Broadway directorial debut with Beautiful, the Carol King Musical. Trevor the Musical was born as a monologue in 1995, was made into a movie that premiered in 1998, and won an Oscar for Outstanding Short Project. Trevor the Musical was set to debut in April of 2020, but was delayed because of the pandemic. It opened this year, November 10th, 2021. The Trevor Project was created as a result of the Trevor film and is not affiliated with the musical. It's the nation's only accredited crisis intervention and suicide prevention organization focused on saving LGBTQ lives. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation with Holden and Mark, and please share it on social media. You can find Broadway Radio on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Broadway Radio. Here's our conversation. Hi, Holden and Mark. Welcome to Broadway Radio. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Of course. Very happy to be here. So Holden, tell me, how did you get involved with Trevor the Musical? So um, my agent had sent me something at around the end of July. Okay, let's stop for a second. Your agent, you got an agent and you're 13 years old? Yes, I have an agent. Oh, yeah. We just kept like auditioning, you know, for agents. We just kept trying to reach out. And Mm -hmm. eventually we auditioned for um, the agent that I have right now. Uh, Bonnie Bloom. We did a couple, we did like two auditions for the agent and then we got an email saying that we, we got this the was, agent. This was during the pandemic, right, Holden? Yes, this was during the pandemic. It was all Zoom, all online. Amazing. But you've done it, but you've done a bunch of things in, you're from Sugarland, Texas, and you have a, a theater there that you've worked quite a bit at. Yes, I've done uh, around like 30 shows at my community theater. Wow. Yeah. So t- tell us, what's the name of the uh, theater in Sugarland? Inspiration Stage in Sugarland, Texas. Wow, that's great. So uh, again, how did you get uh, involved with Trevor? When's the first time you ever heard of it? Your agent uh, called you up and said, "Hey, I think you're right for this." Yeah. So I was at a little. I was at my, like res- I was at a resort with my cousins, <laughs> and um, I was I went down a slide and I had gone out from the pool. My mom had like stopped me and said. Hey, um, there's this thing called like Trevor, uh, your agent wants you to audition for it. So I said, Oh, okay, cool. So we got home and we sent in a self tape or no, we practiced. And then, uh, we did a zoom meeting with the casting team. And then after that, we did a self tape. And then, um, we got a call from my agent saying that they wanted me to do an in-person audition in New York. And then after a couple weeks later, um, I got the call from my agent saying that I booked it. Wow. In one audition, one and done. Well, no, no, no. It was like, it was like, it was from like Monday to like Thursday. It was like a whole like week of auditions oh. in New York. It was like a week full of callbacks. And then after a couple of weeks, we got a call from my agent saying that I booked. Wow. That must've been exciting for you and your family. Yeah. It was really shocking. It was, <laughs> it was like, it was like, I'm like, I'm still pitching myself every day. That's really wonderful. So this was all happening. Uh, when, when I should say, when was this happening? Um, around like, no, like around like the end ish, like middle end of August is okay. when those callbacks were happening. 
Wow, that's great. And then, uh, so here you are, you, you booked the gig, and uh, how long before rehearsal started? Um, it started, um, I think, on September 10th. Okay. September 10th was our, um, was my first rehearsal, so like two months ago, around. Okay, and normally in September, uh, 13-year-olds are in school, aren't they? Yes, I have to do online school. I have to do um, online school from Texas because I do an online school academy called Texas uh, Connections. Uh-huh. So um, that's what I use. Were you using using Texas Connections before the pandemic? Oh, no. I, I use it during the pandemic because online school. Okay. I see. So this uh, sort of uh, everything fell into place for you. So, Mark, tell us about uh, how you first uh, heard about Holden. Yeah, well, uh, we have a wonderful casting director on the show, uh, Mary Sugarman uh, mm-hmm. at Tar Rubin Casting, and uh, she's been involved with the project uh, for a number of years. And so she's uh, she's been constantly looking for uh, the, the thing about this show. And we were we were in rehearsals for this show four weeks in when the pandemic struck and shut everything down. So um, and there were a number of people who were in the show then who sort of aged out over the course of the pandemic um, because the the, yeah. the title the title role is for an unchanged voice. So it's a very kind of narrow window of uh, of being able to play this role, um, and so um, so Mary sort of constantly was um, you know had it had in the back of her mind um, you know who 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 was coming up and who could uh, potentially play this role, and uh, so we we did a, uh, another round of auditions in August, um, as uh, as Holden told you, and uh, she had. Uh, she had been aware of Holden through, I guess, I guess being a guest at a, um, uh, some kind of class that you'd done Holden. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So, so she, um, I, I was very impressed by him and then, uh, brought him in to, to see him in person. And so I saw him for the first time, uh, in person, which was such an odd experience to be able to actually be back in, in a room auditioning. <laughs> Um, yeah. but, uh, but, uh, Holden, Holden came in and, and sort of knocked it out of the park and was just, um, uh, had so, so much the spirit of the character that we, uh, were looking for. And he, he has such a, a, a deep passion for all things, Broadway, all things, uh, both, both Trevor and Holden and, uh, and, ha- and, and Holden has such an amazing ability to access his emotional life and, um, and harness that. Uh, and and be able to, um, uh, to to really go on a journey with uh, with this character that has been written to be extremely sophisticated um, and, and go, runs a, runs a really uh, really wide gamut of, uh, of of emotional territory um, and and goes to some very dark places in Act Two especially that um, that is um, a, you know a very difficult thing to uh, to do uh, truthfully and and uh, Holden really displayed that in his audition and, and has continued to uh, do that every night at stage 42. So for the both of you, but let's start with Holden first, have you uh, uh, when did you first see the uh, Trevor film that the musical is based upon? When I started auditioning, I had watched the film to just grasp you know the character's mm-hmm. mannerisms. And um, how the character acts and little things that he does in the movie or in the short film. And uh, Mark, how about you? When did you first become acquainted with the film? Well, I, I've been working on this show for now six years. Uh, wow. The, the, um, uh, the, the producers, uh, Mark Woods, Josie Bray, and John Ambrosino, 
uh, had seen the film and optioned the film and decided to turn it into a musical and brought on our brilliant writers, Dan Collins and Julianne McDavis, who, um, who then uh, had written a few songs and an outline. I came on board at that point. And then we have been developing this over the course of six years, doing an out of town production in Glencoe, Illinois um, at the writer's theater. But, um, but in terms of when I saw the movie, I was not familiar with the movie until I, this was brought to me and I, I watched it and, and was sort of uh, really taken with how, um, how emotional the character was, but also how joyous the character was. And, and that there, I, I think musicals uh, thrive on a character with big dreams at the center of it that, that can, can um, you know, be, be really wanting to pursue something. Um, and, and this, this character really did that and also had this, uh, you know, this obviously important um, uh, cause at the center of it as well, but, but, but mostly because it, this, this character seemed like he needed to sing. So Holden, as uh, you know, as you got into rehearsal and uprooted your life and, you know, sort of moved to New York while you're doing this this musical. Is this everything that you thought it would be, or has there been any surprises? Yeah, there have been surprises. Like, you know, I wasn't surprised, but like, I wasn't surprised about like the hours because I know it'd be tons of hard work. But also, um, it was just so shocking to be such in a supportive environment, and I was so happy to just, you know. I was just so happy to be in a supportive environment where everyone loves you and supports you. And it just felt really great to have those people in my life. Were you expecting it to be more contentious, Holden? No, 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 no. I was just, <laughs> I was, I was expecting it to be like tough, like do this, do that. And it, there was, it was strict, but I mean, everyone was, other than that, everyone was so supportive and I was so happy to be in a supportive room of people. You know, the uh, first rule of being happy on Broadway is right. You have to be friends with the stage manager. Yes. yes. Stage yes. manager is your best friend. <laughs> yes. You have to do that. So <laughs> uh, how about the cold weather, which we're starting to get cold weather here and you're from Texas. So are you uh, getting adjusted to that? Um, so I have been to New York during like the winter times, like I think like once, but mm-hmm. it's definitely different from Texas. Like Texas, it's like 60 degree weather, but now it's like 30 degrees, 40 degrees. <laughs> like we're not used to this at all. Yeah. I have to buy some jackets. Yeah. Have you been able to uh, see any Broadway and off-Broadway shows? Yes, I saw I saw American Utopia. Oh, I saw Six. Mm -hmm. Um, Yesterday, I had just seen Hades Town. Oh, which was amazing. And then I saw Ain't Too Proud. Mm -hmm. And um, I saw Jagged Little Pill. And then I and then was there anything else? I keep forgetting. I saw a lot. Regina Comet. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was a fun show downtown. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think that was it. Was that all we saw? Yeah, that was all we saw. Well, you've, you haven't had that many nights off. No, I haven't. <laughs> but and, and pretty much every night off, you've been to go see something. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody that uh, has seen the show says uh, that you're our next Dear Evan Hansen. You know, have you seen Dear Evan Hansen? I have a couple of years ago, and it was one of my favorite shows. And you're practicing that music, right? <laughs> <laughs> I do listen to the soundtrack sometimes, especially Requiem. No, no, Requiem. no, no. You listen to the cast recording. 
you don't listen to the soundtrack. <laughs> yes, yes, the cast recording, the cast recording, the cast recording. I, I don't want you to make a faux pas in, in front of somebody important like that. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you see Ben Platt and you're like, Ben, I have your soundtrack. And he's like, uh, well, you actually could have a Ben Platt soundtrack now with the movie. No. <laughs> so you brought your family with you? Yes, my dad comes in um, for like a week, like every month, mm -hmm. every month. And um, my mom lives with me. Oh, great. New York. Yeah. Excellent. And the exciting part, the, one of the best things about uh, uh, about doing theater in New York is that uh, you don't have to go to Denny's after, after your performance. You can go to almost anywhere. Exactly. Like, I mean, my guilty pleasure after a show or after a week long of shows is McDonald's. Yes. I do like my fair share of McDonald's. Uh, you're a little partial to the bubble tea too, right, Holden? Yes. Yes, I love I love bubble tea. I love bubble tea. Well, you can get lots of bubble tea in Hell's Kitchen. That's it's really uh, wonderful. Yes, there's a place on like forty fourth, like forty third, and it's like right there, and it's really mm -hmm. good. It's really good bubble tea. They have really good bubble tea. Excellent, right by the theater. You can catch up with it right before or after a show. So, uh, uh, do you have uh, brothers and sisters? No. I'm an only child. But you do have a dog, don't you, Holden? Yes. Um, a spoiled one, but, you know, we do miss him. We, we miss my dog. We miss my dog. What's, uh, what's your dog's name? What type of dog? Jake, and, it's, and he's a Yorkshire Terrier. Oh, Yorkie. Yes. We, ha we have a little Yorkie who's a, who's a terrorist. Our little Yorkie <laughs> barks and charges at everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, tell me what, you know, what's your, uh, what's your plan in your mind? You're, you have uh, Christmas in New York coming up here in the holiday season. What's, uh, are you going to be uh, visiting Rockefeller Center and doing all the other New York type of uh, holiday season stuff? Yes, um, I'm seeing the Rockettes. I'm seeing the Rockettes. And then uh, we probably will be going, we're definitely going around Rockefeller Center. And um, yeah, we're going to be. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff since it's the holidays. And Mark, uh, what's coming up for you on your agenda that, that Trevor is now out into the world? Are you working on new stuff? Yeah, I, I have a, a number of shows that are in development stages. And as you well know, uh, musicals take forever. So yeah. they're, they're, uh, they're, they're very much uh, in, a, in, a, in a constant state of rewriting. Uh, so they're, they're, we'll, we'll see uh, more news to come. Okay. Excellent. So uh, I want to thank you both for joining us on Broadway Radio. It's wonderful to talk to you, Holden. I'm so looking forward to when... Uh, well, before that, you got to come see him at Stage 42. He's fantastic. Yeah. You absolutely yes. are fantastic over at Stage 42. I was there about two weeks ago. Uh, you have such an incredible cast. Uh, did you know any of the cast members before you started working? No. No, I didn't know any of them. <laughs> you didn't bring anybody from Sugarland with you? Uh, no. Um, I I had I had no clue. That's why I was so nervous to meet everyone because I had no clue who they were. So I was like, "Okay, time to meet new people." And they were all really sweet and supporting. That's wonderful. And, and Mark, you pulled together such an incredible cast. Uh, have you worked with any of the cast before? 
Well, I, I had worked with some of them because they had been a part of the cast when we had rehearsed uh, in, for the production that was to, to be before the pandemic. But uh, but before and before that, we had done a short reading with a, with a few of them that had done that. But but for the most part, um, no, uh, they but uh, but I'll tell you the, the the optimism and the and the energy that comes from this cast and and what what uh, was was such a, a narcotic i mean it, to to come in every day and just have the kind of passion and enthusiasm for this for this material and this uh st- and to tell telling the story everyone was everyone was very much on the same page and just had an incredible energy about them um and there's a there's a there's an electricity that uh, that i think really comes across uh, because everyone uh knows what knows what they're doing has passion for what they're doing and um, and supports each other in a in a really amazing way. And also, I just want to acknowledge uh, my uh, my partner in putting the show together, uh, Josh Prince, who has done some uh, some work uh, with with uh, this uh, this cast that's just really specific and detailed and uh, and, and extremely sophisticated uh, movement wise. And uh, and they they all you know were took to that. With uh, with a, with a great deal of um, uh, there's there's one number in Act One, for example, uh, that's a that's a Hatton Kane number that that Holden uh, is at the center of that was uh, you know quite a quite a challenge for all of them, and they just took it took it on head on, and they they rehearse it before the show every day on their own time, and there's a you know there's a there's a real uh, a real desire to 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 do justice to that number especially. Well, I have to tell you, it. I look at the production and I think to myself, this is technically considered an off-Broadway show, but it has got all the qualities of a Broadway show. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. For those who don't really know the technical difference between an off-Broadway and a Broadway show, it's just the actual number of seats in the house. We have 499 seats at Stage 42, and Broadway shows start at 500 seats. Yes. Yes. So... <laughs> You know, some people have said, "Can you set up a folding chair?" <laughs> it, doesn't quite, it doesn't quite work like that. Yeah, that would change all the contracts. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much both for talking with us on Broadway Radio. We really appreciate it, and we hope to see you soon. Have a wonderful holiday. Thank you Thanks, so James. much. Great to talk to you. Bye-bye. 